You guys can have a seat. I don't know about you guys, but this was one of those mornings where it was kind of like, Jared, don't stop. Um, let's keep singing. And uh, thank you guys, all of you guys, for leading us in that. That was, um, it was just great to be able to sing uh, and to say, I want to sing to the king who's worthy. And I want my life to bow down to him and live for him. And uh, it's my hope that all of you guys would be doing that and that uh, your time spent here and in your small groups would bring you closer to that. Let's look at God's word this morning. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. This is the New Year's message. And this is a message that I feel like God has laid strongly on my heart, both for me for 2010 and for all of you guys. I thought about you guys a lot over Christmas break. You know, we didn't have wake last weekend. And so I kind of had two weeks to prepare for this morning, and I spent those two weeks praying for you guys and thinking about you guys an awful lot, and this is kind of what God's put on my heart. So look at the screens. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, Paul says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. There we go. To win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And this year, how awesome would it be if all of us kind of forgot what was behind? If you have a good foundation to build on, you remember the solid things that your life is built on, but any mistakes that you've made, any things that you don't like about 2009 or 2008 or 2007 that happened, that you can forget what's behind. And then have something worth straining towards that is ahead. Have something worth pressing on towards, to have a goal, to have a prize in your heart and in your mind. Each day when you wake up, you wake up and you know that you're living for a purpose, not just to make it through that day or to, to achieve some small thing or please some small person, but there is a bigger picture and a bigger prize worth living for. You know, something that is bigger than yourself or, or, or just your family or your school, but something that's eternal. And so this verse just kind of caught my heart. And then God, I feel like, gave me this little metaphor or this little analogy to share with you guys this morning in, in the form of a Christmas gift. I was at my wife's uh, home in Wichita Falls uh, where she grew up with her family. And we've got, uh, she has a sister with three kids. And so we had four kids in the house and eight adults. And in Wichita Falls, was anybody in Wichita Falls over Christmas? Anybody go? We got dumped on. We got tons of snow there. And I do want to show a picture of what we got to build, a giant monster snowman um, out in their front yard. But, I mean, the whole, the whole thing was just covered, tons of snow. And we had a blast in Wichita Falls. And, you know, one of the gifts that I got, we get a, I still get a stocking. Does everybody do stockings? Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Allie's mom gives us each a stocking. And every year I get beef jerky. Uh, I don't know why she thinks I like beef jerky. <laughs> Uh, but I had some for breakfast uh, Christmas morning uh, to show my appreciation. I was like, ooh, beef jerky, <laughs> Christmas. Um, but I, I get beef jerky every Christmas, and I love it. Uh, she always gives me batteries, which is a great thing to put in a stocking. You always need batteries. And then I got something that I didn't quite like at first, but now I really love, and it's kind of an annoying gift. You know how you get a gift that annoys you? Like... Um, I remember when I was a kid on Christmas morning, I would come out and Santa left me like socks, like a pack of socks. 
And you're like, that's annoying, Santa. Why are you wasting your resources on socks? I mean, you've got all these elves at your disposal. They can make all this cool stuff, and you had them make socks? This is awful. And put them in this package, it's a waste of time. And it's just kind of, anno- do you ever get annoyed when you get a gift? You're like, hey, you could have gotten me something better than this with the money that these socks cost. You know, give me some beef jerky or something. But I got this annoying gift. Have you ever seen one of these? I've got a picture of it up there if you can't see it. It's, it's like this box that is like a maze built out of plastic, and then inside is locked a gift card. And so it's like, cool, I got a gift card. I got a Starbucks gift card. I love Starbucks. That's great, but it's locked in a box. And you have to get this little metal ball. Okay, you can see that kind of in the picture there. This metal ball from the, it's at the very end of the deal, and you've got to roll it through this maze, uh-oh, dead end, all the way through this stupid maze to try to get your gift card out. So I, you, you get it, and you're like, just give me the gift card. Come on. Now I've got this stupid box. You say it's probably only fun for one time. No, it's not even fun one time. Um, it's annoying. And so you sit there, and immediately, if you have my personality, you're like, okay, I want the gift card. I've got to get the gift card. And so I stop whatever I'm doing, stop all stocking, stop all gifts, and I'm just sitting there going. My arms start getting sore because I think the best way is over my head. I don't know why, but I'm doing this. People are like, I'm opening your gift. You're giving me, shut up, I'm doing the box. And you know, I just sit there, and I work on this thing, and it just drives me nuts. And I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. And then I look, and I'm like, that's where I started. And I go around and all of a sudden I come back to where I started and it's just this stupid, annoying gift. And Allie's mom never listens to these messages online so I can say that. Um, I really like her and, and, and it's a cool gift if she does listen. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I got this stupid, annoying box and as I worked on it and worked on it, I started to think, man, this is a lot like life. Not just my life, but everyone's life. And I, as silly as it sounds, I started thinking about you guys. And I started thinking about this box. And I thought about this box a lot because I'm, there was a lot of time spent doing this. But as I was trying to get through it and as I was getting frustrated by it, I thought, this is exactly like our lives. And God's word affirms in many different ways. And I'm going to try to focus us in on a few ways this morning that life is just like this puzzle box, this maze box. All right? And so I want to talk to you about three things this morning, just kind of the situation that we find ourselves in in life, the strategy with which you go out a maze like this, and the strategy with which we can approach our lives this year in 2010, and then the significance of understanding the situation that you're in and having a strategy to move towards it. So let me show you the situation of this box and show you how it relates to life. First of all, in life, We just looked at Philippians chapter 3. First of all, in life, there is a prize. There is something worth straining towards every day of your life. Your life is not meaningless. Your life is not without purpose. There is something worth striving towards. Uh, Put up the verse uh, again from Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what's ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let me just explain to you what that means to me. The prize of following Christ and knowing God, it's the fruit of the Spirit that the Bible talks about. And I'm not going to put it up there, but it's things like this. When I'm following God, I'm straining, straining towards love 
being loved by him and learning how to love others. There's no greater prize than love, experiencing love, giving love, joy, true joy, not just happiness that comes while you're playing the video game and then is gone when it's over, but just true lasting joy that no matter what circumstance you're in, your joy is there and you can rejoice in whatever happens. Peace that passes all understanding. What a great prize to strive for. When everything around you is in chaos, you have peace in your heart and you're unfazed by trials and difficulties in your life. That's worth, that's worth striving towards. That's worth straining toward. Love, joy, peace. Having patience where you don't get frustrated and annoyed and angry. Having kindness towards other people. Being able to extend it and receive it. And the list goes on and on. Gentleness. Having self-control where you're not just tossed here and there by every wave that comes. But you can control yourself and stay focused and stay on the right path. I mean, these are prizes worth straining for. For me, this prize in this box is a Starbucks gift card. And there was a prize in this game. I love Starbucks. This gift card is worth $1 million. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's like $20 Starbucks gift card, I think. Um, but there's a prize here. But the prize in life is much better. So let's look at the situation a little bit more. There is a prize this year worth striving for. But here's the thing. This is a maze. And I've messed with this thing a lot. And there's one path that leads to the prize. And I discovered this very quickly. There are more wrong paths than right paths. And the wrong paths are easier to go down. The ball will naturally, if I just go like this, I'm never, I tried it, believe me. If you just go like this, it's never going to get to the end of the maze. It's always going to naturally fall to the wrong paths. And there's a lot more dead ends and wrong paths in this puzzle than there is the one right way to get to the end and release the gift card. And the same is true for life. There is a right way to live, and there are a lot of wrong ways to live. And the wrong decisions and the wrong choices, there's always a lot more of them, and they're so much easier to make. And this year, you guys, in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, you're going to be faced with a lot of different paths. Your life is going to be like a maze, and you can go this way, that way, this way. It's not just two ways. There's a million. And there's a lot more wrong ones than right ones. And the wrong ones are easier. And look at what the Bible has to say about this in Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is speaking and he says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few will find it. And if I have one prayer for 2010 for me, it's that I will walk on a narrow road like never before and that I will be a person that finds the road to life and that I will narrowly follow Jesus in his way and I will not diverge down these dead ends and these easy paths that everyone else is going down that lead to destruction. Eventually at the end, there is a dead end and there's destruction, there's not life, there's not a prize. The prize is down one path and that's the path that God has laid out through Christ Jesus and revealed to us through his word. And so let's look at the situation again. There's a prize in life this year for you guys. And there's one path that leads to it. And there's a lot, of, lot more wrong paths than right paths. And I want you to know ahead of time that the wrong paths are easier. So I've discovered all of this in this maze. This is all true. There's a prize there. There's one way to it. There's a lot more wrong ways. 
And the wrong ways are easier. So I need a strategy to try to get my prize out. And you need a strategy as you go into 2010. Don't drift through life this year. You need to go at it on purpose and with a strategy. So let me show you what my strategy was for this game. I had to keep my eyes on this prize, not just focused on it. I had to look at the ball, but I had to remember that there was a prize there. Because here's the thing, this gets frustrating. And there's a Nintendo Wii across the room and a big screen TV in the other room. And there's all sorts of other goodies that I got for Christmas that I could have played with. But I had to remember, you know what? I'm never gonna enjoy this gift. I'm never gonna get this prize unless I keep at this. And all the other things are immediate satisfaction, right? They're immediate, they're right there, but then they end. And this one will last a lot longer. And if I don't do this maze, I'll never get it. Now the analogy of life is way more extreme than this. But we have to keep our eyes focused on the prize. Look at what 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 says. It says that our light and momentary troubles, okay, working through this maze of life, trying to stay on the right path, they're achieving for us an eternal glory, not just a gift card that will last for a couple months, but an eternal glory that outweighs them all. If I were to get frustrated with this and give up and put it down and go play Wii, I would play Wii, and then that would be over, and I would not be able to enjoy this prize ever. The same is true if you give up on following Christ, you stop straining towards it, you stop living life on purpose, you're exchanging an eternal glory that outweighs any temporary pleasure that you could drift into. And so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. You fix your eyes on the prize that sometimes you, it's hard to see. But what is seen, what is all around you, uh, getting the attention of that guy, uh, Im impressing others with your prowess on the field, uh, pleasing your parents, looking the way you want to look, enjoying the media that you want to enjoy, whatever it is, that's all temporary. But what is unseen is eternal, and you've got to keep your eyes on the eternal prize. That is your strategy. Keep your eyes on the prize. And to me, there's only a few ways to do that. There's only a few ways to do that, and that's where we go to the next one. You have to set some goals. Goals to keep your eyes on the prize. My goals are simple. I want to read God's word every day. Keep my eyes on him. I don't want to miss a chance to meet together with my small group. A lot of those guys are in this room. We sit down. They're sixth grade guys, but they challenge me every week on Wednesday night when we sit down and we talk about God's word and we keep our eyes fixed on the prize. I don't miss my own community group and I don't miss an opportunity to worship over there in that building just like you guys do here. I go at nine o'clock this morning, I worship God and I listen to somebody teach God's word. And for you guys, some goals that would be great goals to keep your eyes on the prize are I'm not gonna miss a wake, I'm not gonna miss a small group, I'm gonna get on the journey and I'm gonna read God's word every day and I'm going to look for every opportunity I can to keep my eyes on the prize. You've got to identify and avoid dead ends. I would learn very quickly. In this game, here's how I set goals real quick in case you ever get one of these. Basically, you have to get through each side of the cube. And there's only one path from this side to this side. And I would figure out that path and get to this side. Then I would keep the ball there, figure out the path to get to the next side, and just go down that path. And I would set short-term goals and go, i got to get from here to here, then I'll worry about here to here, then I'll worry about here to here until I get to the end. And so set some short-term reachable goals. And then I had to always identify, okay, this one, this one, and this one, I don't want to go down these dead ends. You need to think about this year, what have been the dead ends you hit last year? Maybe you had your first girlfriend, guys, and 
You thought it would make you happy, and in the end, it just messed things up. You know, maybe you thought, maybe if I just lose five pounds, then I'll be happier about myself. But you still feel the same way you felt before you lost the weight. What are the dead ends that you're seeking life in that aren't making you happy? I know that if I get this new Call of Duty game, I'm going to have more friends, I'm going to have more to talk about with them, and I'm going to have a lot more fun and enjoy my life. But you still feel the same way you feel about yourself and your life when you began. What are the dead ends that you're hitting? And you need to avoid those. Maybe this group of friends. Maybe making this team, whatever it is. And then get back on the right path. Like I said at the beginning, it's easy to fall down the wrong way. But anytime I, my, the ball would slip and go the wrong way, the first thing I would do, wherever I was, wasn't try to find a shortcut to maybe I can go through there and get around to the other side. It was to get back on the path that I knew was the right path for that side. And so anytime you slip off out of your walk, okay, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to stumble. The first thing you do is get back on the right path. So the strategy for this year, knowing that there is a prize, knowing that there's only one way to it, following Christ, that there's a lot of wrong ways and the wrong ways are easier. Your strategy is to keep your eyes on the prize to set some goals, identify the dead ends, get back on track, and then look at this one. This is convicting. It is for every one of us, for me, for leaders especially, and for you guys as 6th, 7th, 8th graders, you've got to slow down. You've got to slow down. Look at Psalm 37, 7. It says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways or when they carry out their wicked schemes. What you need to do is you need to be still. If you're going to stay on, on track here, the way to get through this puzzle is not to do this as fast as you can and to try to get the ball to go around every corner very fast. It's to take it very slow and to get the ball to roll just where you want it to roll and not any farther because if it rolls, all of a sudden it gets away from you if it goes too fast. So you've got to keep it balanced and still. And the way to navigate through life is to slow down. And this is the thing that most of us in Dallas are probably worst at. We've got tons of homework. We're on 20 different teams. We're in 20 different clubs and organizations. We're taking 20 different lessons. And we get busy. You guys are busy. And we don't take opportunities to be still before the Lord and to seek Him and to slow down. And if you start rushing through life, you're just going to get caught up in the momentum of whatever's happening and you're going to miss the path that leads to the prize. Lastly, you've got to lose your baggage. When I got this game, my brother-in-law, both my brother-in-laws also got one. Mine was unique in the sense that you can see right here, look down there at the bottom, you guys see that little piece of plastic or glue right there? There's like, I don't know what it is, but it's a piece of plastic or glue, and when I got it, my ball was kind of connected with this little fleck of plastic, and it kept getting caught on it, and I couldn't get it to go where I wanted it to go because it had this piece of baggage attached to it. And I had to kind of move it real fast and get it to bounce over the plastic and go around a corner where the plastic wasn't in the same path as it. Otherwise, it would trip me up. And some of you guys have some baggage in your life that you need to lose. You need to get over. You made a decision in 2009 or 2008 that is still haunting you. You still feel guilty about it. People are still talking about it. 
you have a hurt that someone hurt you and you haven't forgiven them or you haven't been able to move past it, there's something that's happened to you that you haven't told anybody about and worked through, and you're carrying that baggage with you. And if you're going to walk through, like Jesus said, that narrow gate, you can't get through the narrow gate carrying a bunch of baggage. And you can't get through this maze if you have plastic all over the ball. So some of you guys have some baggage you need to lose. Look at what Hebrews says in chapter 12. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. If you were to run a race today, I were to set out a mile course on that little path that's across the road, would you run faster with or without a backpack full of books? Without. So throw off the baggage that hinders you, and you run with perseverance. Here's the significance of this. Well, let's review. Let's, let's review this strategy. Keep your eyes on the prize. Set some goals this year. What are your goals? I mean, I told you mine. I'm not going to miss a thing, and I'm going to get on the journey. The journey's so easy. If it's already started on Friday. It was the first 17 verses of Mark, or Matthew, I'm sorry. And then you can go to jointhejourney.com and get a little devotional explaining what you can learn from that. Set some goals. Identify the dead ends that you're running down. Get back on the right path. Slow down a little bit and lose the baggage. Here's the significance. Look at this picture. This is this morning at 7.30 a.m. Right now, the, the card, I put it back in the box, but I got it out. And this morning, I enjoyed me a little Starbucks coffee. And I felt like a dork asking the lady to take my picture. <laughs> I was like, I'll have the coffee, and can you take my picture? She's like, why? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Nerd alert. Um, and there were other people in there too. It was embarrassing. But I wanted to show you the significance of this. And go ahead and put that up. You will gain the prize. If you have a strategy and if you keep your eyes fixed on the prize, you will gain it. You will have success. And not only that, you'll gain confidence. Let me tell you this, guys. Listen, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, I know this is true. Following God and living a life that's pleasing to Him and that experiences the prize and the reward of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, all those things. Living that way, I know is hard. I know it's hard, but I know this. I became a believer when I was 10 years old, and I've been doing my best to walk the narrow road and follow Christ for the last 20 years. And I'll tell you this. Every year, I do it, and I try to walk on the narrow road and stay on that path. It gets easier. It's still hard, but every year it gets easier because I'm more confident in my God that if I do what he says, then what he says will happen, will happen and is true. And I'm experiencing those prizes, love in my life, joy, peace, increased ki kindness and patience and self-control. They're there. The fruit is there. And I, I'm gaining the prize. Every year it gets easier and easier. So you'll gain confidence. I'm confident enough that I can finish this puzzle that I put the card back in it. And when I finally got it at Allie's house, I put the card back in and did it again because I wanted to see if I could do it. And it took me a long time the second time. But when I got it the second time, then I really had confidence. And then I just kept doing it over and over again. I'm like, I'm awesome. I can do this really good. And then guess what I did? Her brother couldn't get his gift card out. And so I said, let me help you. And I got his after I told him how to do it and he still couldn't do it and I navigated it through and I got his out for him. And as you learn to follow Christ, 
pretty soon you'll gain confidence and you'll realize how great it is and then you'll be able to help others do the same thing. And that'll be really neat. So let's look at all of it on one screen all together. This is the situation you're in. There's a prize worth striving for this year, guys. I promise you it's worth it. You ask any of your leaders, it's worth it. There's one path that leads there, and that's through Christ and following him. There's a lot more wrong paths out there, and the wrong paths are easier. So you've got to keep your eyes on the prize. Set some goals. Identify the dead ends. Get back on the right path. Slow down sometimes. If you've got baggage, you've got to get rid of it. Talk to a leader, and you'll gain the prize. You'll gain confidence, and you'll gain the ability to help others. This is going to be a great year if we do this. It's going to be a great year. You're going to be smiling with your gift card going, that was awesome. And I can keep doing this. Let me pray and then we'll make a few announcements and dismiss. God, I pray that through this long, important message that hearts and minds were focused and listening this morning. And I pray that the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders in this room would not waste the opportunity of a new year and the path that you've set before them. They would not rush through it or drift through it and fall down many wrong paths and dead ends, but you would help them to recognize the prize that is following Jesus Christ and the reward that is in that, both today and for eternity, and the significant value of that. I pray that you would move their hearts to stay focused and keep their eyes on the prize. I pray that you'd help them to have the wisdom to know what goals to set for themselves and how they can have others hold them accountable to those goals. And I pray that they would experience the fruit and gain confidence and the ability to help others follow you. Lord, I thank you for the many faithful students in this room, and I pray that you would multiply their number. In Jesus' name, amen.